Broadcasting live from the National Laboratory on the plain of Hawkins, Indiana, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Nelson. Hello, yes, I am here. And Cameron. Hi. And today on Tap Tap, we are talking about a whole bunch, a whole bunch of secret layers that have been released since our last recording. We're recording this on the morning of Saturday, the 23rd of October. And they basically dropped a train on us with Secret Lair, which unfortunately you are only able to order through Wizards of the Coast and not through the good people at Card Kingdom, sponsor of the show. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. But we are sending you over there because you can get basically everything else and it'll be cheaper and faster and more pleasantly delivered than, uh, than well, I mean, I guess than buying Secret Lairs. I was going to say than any other option, but I mean, I, I suppose all of that is true. They're great. And you can ask for a button. Say, loading ready run sent me, button please, and you'll get a little one-inch button. That currently says, upkeep, draw, oops, untap. And of course, the show is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. And we really appreciate it. So at a certain level, just talking about secret layers is also going to be advertising for secret layers. But that's true of everything that we do on this podcast. You can't really talk about Magic the Gathering without also in some level being unwitting marketing for uh magic the gathering but i mean we like the game that said some 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 criticisms might might come up a little later but first of all let's just let's just dive on in and talk about the rest of the secret layer that we began talking about last week because it only revealed two cards out of it so it's the stranger things secret layer now a reminder that these are all brand new mechanically unique cards but we will be seeing in magic versions of these be printed fairly soon actually like within six months and i think that blake rasmussen from wizards actually said that they'll be appearing in boosters at a fairly astonishing rate actually like they're going to be like a extra slot or part of the booster fund or something the point is you'll be able to get if you want the uh, the actual in magic version and they announced yesterday that retroactively the walking dead cards will also be receiving in magic mechanically same versions that will be added to the list at some point so there will be non-walking dead versions of those mechanics at some point as well which they had not originally said that they were going to do and now have and now people are like cool now we're much more okay with it asmr shivers in old magic player mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's talk about the rest of Stranger Things. We talked about Chief Jim Hopper and Eleven the Mage last week, so let's knock through the rest of them. I said we were broadcasting from Hawkins National Laboratory, which is a legendary land. Now, here's the thing. If you go to the Secret Lair website and you go to the Stranger Things Secret Lair page and you look at all of the cards that come in it, this card isn't there. I don't know where this came from, but it's official, and I saw it, and I assume that it's like the secret, not secret, extra card. They have not made this easy to understand, and I think that's partly by design, and it is bugging the hell out of me this week trying to put together this episode of Tap Tap Concede. <laughs> there, we were talking just moments before we pressed record, and there's a secret layer that Cameron hadn't even heard about. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm like lethally online. Yeah, this is this is it's it's ludicrous. Anyway. Morbidly online. Your doctor recommends not being online as much as Cameron is, and yet somehow this secret lair. <laughs> I, I mean, I 
my doctor would probably recommend the same thing. So yeah, Hawkins National Laboratory, which we assume is in this set, but just not advertised, but was also advertised, don't worry about it, is a legendary land, taps to add colorless, and for four and tap, you investigate. Awesome. At the beginning of your end step, if you sacrificed three or more clues this turn, transform Hawkins National Laboratory. I, I already kind of like this. So it turns into the upside down. It's a transform card. The Also, I think it's a... Oh, that's very good. Sorry. The top left icon, the transform icon where it shows like the, the, the land or whatnot. Day or night marker. Yeah. The day or night marker, which is... It's been different in other sets because it's not always a day or night transformation thing. But in this case, it's the land icon. And then on the back, it's the land icon upside down. <laughs> cute. That is cute. So in the upside down, uh, when this land transforms into the upside down, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Sweet. When the creature put into the battlefield with the upside down leaves the battlefield, transform the upside down. And it has an activated ability of pay one life to add black. So you spend six mana, sack three clues... Or possibly use a, what is it, treasure co cove or whatever the map turns into. Anyway, you sacrifice some clues. Maybe you can sacrifice them to things that want you to sacrifice artifacts. Let's not get too into the weeds. Sacrifice three clues. Then this flips. You get a creature back right onto the battlefield. And then whenever it leaves the battlefield, then this turns back into the National Laboratory. And you can do it again. That seems... It seems really sweet, yeah, actually. It seems real good, honestly. Like, I wonder if, like, this would matter in Legacy. I'm not sure but there is a deck that mostly just plays lands and it has a fair bit of mana. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to... I was going to say investigate and then I realized it was going to be a pun and then I tried to bail out of it and realized I was too far into the sentence and now I'm just blathering. I'm going to look into this for Commander when there's the not Secret Lair versions. I just... Secret Lair... Or when there's the not Stranger Things version. Well, I guess both are true. I'm just not super hype on Stranger Things. I understand it's it's... Great. I'm just not personally. I'm not like, oh, yeah, but uh, this this particular card seems seems very cool. There's also a custom clue token, uh, which is nice. Hey, we got Mind Flayer the Shadow, which is uh, four black, black, black for a nine, nine legendary enchantment creature horror. Mind Flayer the Shadow isn't a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. Uh huh. Have either of you watched all of Stranger Things? Yeah, I watched the first and second seasons and was not able to get through the third season. All right. Me too. I'm at the exact same spot as Cameron. Yeah, I I have criticisms of the show. It's what we would call a postmodern pastiche. <laughs> Mechanically, why why is Mind Flare the Shadow not a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own? Is it like a thing with like stealing things or kidnapping things? Or? Uh yeah, it it kidnaps kids and it it's from the well, it's from a different film. Let's say that <laughs> it was kind of rolled into Stranger Things. But yeah, it's it, it, it lives in this alternate dimension and it kind of like captures the kids or it captures one of them at least. And they have to go and rescue him. Wait, is this it? No, no. It's it if it had no thematic resonance. Oh. <laughs> if it had cool. no themes, then yes. <laughs> All right, cool. But yeah, I think it needs to have a certain amount of kids trapped in the upside down before it can like do its thing right or just a certain amount of time or something with the kids i you know i don't remember it just kind of like i watched it and then it was over and i had no thoughts all right yeah it does <laughs> kidnap kids though okay so then it, it continues at the beginning of your end step exile the bottom card of each opponent's library face down 
For as long as those cards remain exiled, you may look at them, you may cast permanent spells from among them, and you may spend mana as though it were any color to cast those spells. So pay your seven, make a nine nine. It's not a creature, it's an enchantment. So sort of like the gods from Theros. But immediately at the end step, each opponent's library. So in, again, in commander, this seems pretty spicy. Also, it's legendary, so this could be the commander, but woof, seven mana. And uh, then you get to start casting stuff from your opponent's decks. Yeah, right. It's very expensive, but like a cool effect. Honestly, like kind of along the lines of Gaunti, too. If you like playing Gaunti, it's sort of like an alternate Gaunti. Yeah, I, I, I think it's an interesting card. Yeah. I, I think it's a far more interesting card than a show. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, Gadget Genius, is two blue, white for a 2-3 human. Tap to add two colorless mana. Spend it only to cast artifact spells or activate artifact abilities, and it has friends forever, which all the humans do, which is the, it's the, the horsemanship to partners flying. It's, it's a different tier of, for, right now, Stranger Things Secret Lair can only partner with other Stranger Things Secret Lair characters, is what that means. So, two, three, four, four, tap to add two colorless only to cast artifact spells or activate artifact abilities. Mm -hmm. This does seem like a card that will translate into a generic magic set quite easily. Yep. <laughs> Signpost blue-white uncommon allows you to get into blue-white artifacts in draft. You figure this is more of an uncommon than a rare? Probably, yeah. A four mana, two, three? I mean, yeah, it's a legendary four mana, two, three. It has friends forever, so that's that's sweet as a commander, but... <laughs> I don't know if this card screams rare. You yeah. mentioned that Blake said these cards are going to be very available. And mm -hmm. I feel like Mind Flayer is probably a mythic, but Dustin might be uncommon. That's fair. Lucas, the sharpshooter, is blue red for a 1-3 human. Tap, sack an artifact. Lucas, the sharpshooter, deals one damage to target creature. Goad that creature, which is until your next turn, that creature attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able, and also has Friends Forever, which, again, apart from the being legendary in the Friends Forever, this also feels like an uncommon. Yep, agreed. But that's kind of cool. I like that sometimes they just bring Goad back randomly. Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest pinger in the world, but having it being able to, like, basically kill something, because mm -hmm. I doubt you're goading something unless you have the opportunity to kill it. Yeah, I, it seems like a totally good draft uncommon. Yeah. Max, the Daredevil, is one red-green for a 3-2 human with haste. And whenever you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature, then investigate. That's an interesting little combination of things. Yeah, I'm much happier about the stat lines on this one. I feel like Max is a much more playable card in, like, you know, 60-card or 40-card formats. You get three mana for three power haste and the chance to draw more cards. Plus, like, maybe making mana with your untapped trigger or offering vigilance. Like, a lot, lot of good things going on here. Yeah, I this seems playable. I like it. Sweet. Mike, the Dungeon Master, is one green-white for a 2-2 two, two human. Two and tap. Choose target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return it to the battlefield tapped. And also has friends forever. That's a heck of a thing. Yeah, green-white reanimator is, like, sort of rare. Like, usually white has some kind of ability... And then green also can bring back permanence, but they usually go to hand. So, you know, this is a very cheap reanimator effect. It requires a little bit of setup, but yeah, could could see losing some games to this card. Yeah, yeah, no, another one I like. Relationship ended with Apprentice Necromancer? Ooh. Mike, the Dungeon Master's new best friend? If you remember Apprentice Necromancer from way back when that card was playable. 
Mm. <laughs> like Modern Horizons 2 PPR, right? Yeah. Not too not too long ago. It was back there. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would. I think the, the ceiling on Mike's power level is pretty high, right? The potential things you can do with them are pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This feels like it wants to combo with like, you know, uh, a grizzle brand and children. Uh, what What is it? Child of Corliss? Children of Corliss? Children of Corliss. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And our last card from the Stranger Things Secret Lair is Will the Wise. White, black for a one, two human. When Will the Wise enters or leaves the battlefield, each opponent may investigate. Hmm. Each opponent who doesn't loses one life. You investigate X times where X is one plus the number of opponents who investigated this way and also has friends forever. So it's the, I don't know if they ever actually formally named that mechanic, but it's that one from the commander set a few years ago where it's like, I'm going to do this. Everybody else can do this too. But if everybody else does this, I do it more. Yeah. Like commander 2013 or something. One of the second or third commander sets, they, they put that, that ability on a bunch of sorceries. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was like, I'm gonna go look for a land. Anyone else can go look for a land too, if you want. But by the way, if you also go look for a land, then I'm going to go look for more land. And that card is unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that's like one green to get get going or whatever is certainly the most played from that cycle. But they made a bunch of them. And this card seems really sweet. Like the fact that you don't have to put extra mana into it and that no matter what your opponents choose, you're pretty happy. And you get you get the trigger when it enters and leaves. Yeah, like I think the the worst, and I'm putting air quotes around like worst case scenario, is... You you pay two mana for a one two and you get a clue and your opponent loses a life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. There was that human from uh, Shadows Over Innistrad, the good one. Yeah, the Thraben Inspector. Thraben Inspector. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, the community's favorite white one drop, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 as you say, enters or leaves the battlefield means that you know, good in like a sacrifice strategy. So that's neat too. Will the wise just might be who we need right now <laughs> so that is i'm not gonna uh, worry too much about the sort of individual price points or whatever but that is available in foil or non-foil all the secret layers in this so this is all part of the october super drop which you can get there's like a whole bunch of secret layers you can get them in foil or non-foil you can get them bundled in foil or non-foil you can get a bundle that's everything in both foil and non-foil that's like $450. And then one of them also has an etched foil option. Two of them also has an etched foil option that I mean, we'll just mention when we get there. But so yeah, that's that's the Stranger Things secret layer. Can we talk just briefly about the value of this by itself? If you get the non-foil one, it's $40 US. Mm-hmm. And you get 10 cards. So even if most of these turn out to be like 25 cent uncommons and regular printings from the, the Magic Universe... You're getting the the Stranger Things version, so if, if you care about that, that obviously is where you get some value. And uh, it's 10 cards. Yeah. The next one I want to talk about in the October Super Drop is one that I, I, I... God, I just love everything about this. It's ridiculous, but I love it. This is the Monster Movie Marathon. It's four cards that are styled like a very specific era of, like mid to late century monster movies and they're they're completely like just redesigned and all the all the things are moved around in a weird way but they're they're so perfect and functionally all the information is there so dismember is the name of this movie and it says it's an instant i love that it's 
it's rated 18, but they use that as the one and the two Phyrexian pips. Like that's how they get the pips across. Very clean. Dismember. Target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. And everything about these, the 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 composition, the font choices, these are like, are they completely unreadable as magic cards at first glance? Yes. Do I care? Not really. <laughs> these are these are so sweet. My my favorite, honestly, is the next one, Blasphemous Act. So it's a blasphemous act that deals 13 damage to each creature. Dot dot dot. Sorcery. It's just the idea of using like that tagline to get across that it's a sorcery. Just the way that the way that it's formatted is just really funny. Yeah, no, I some of these feel like movie posters to me and some of them feel like horror novel covers. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Dismember one is honestly a really interesting mix-up of like Reanimator with like a 1940s kind of movie poster. Yes, it does have a lot of Reanimator, doesn't it? They, 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 the person they drew even looks a little like Jeffrey Coombs, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Yogmoth or Jeffrey Coombs playing Yogmoth is basically <laughs> what I want to say, it right? Is, yeah. And like the 18 rating being a publicity thing, basically, that didn't exist. Yeah. Because that would be rated X, right? But like, I remember film on their boxes being like, you know, 18 plus only, you know, the goriest film ever made. And it's like, that doesn't exist, right? right. That's not a real thing. It's, But that was from like 70s and 80s films. They have Beast, its controller gets a 3-3 green beast creature token. And then this further tagline, destroy target, dot, 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 permanent. <laughs> oh my God. And then the last one is uh, Graph Digger's Cage, which I love that it's both halves of the card are presented as like, different creepy taglines right creature cards in graveyards and libraries can't enter the battlefield <gasps> players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries that looks like actually that looks like a red band warning the yes way that it's placed on this on this one it's like you know see graph digger's cage i heard players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries <gasps> no way <laughs> the 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 like mana costs looks like they look like the production companies and stuff it's it's these are very very silly but i just love how they're laid out I yeah I enjoy these a lot. It's good art, and I feel like the metal band posters ran so that these could or walked so that these could run. Yeah, Graph Digger's Cage in particular reminds me of like a again a 1970s or 80s Stephen King paperback cover. Like I could see that you know Carrie right actually yeah. was Carrie actually ever published with that font? I don't know. Now I have to look it up. All right, that, because it feels really familiar. Anyway, it's not important, but it, like I think that's the evocation that they want. I think the reaction I'm having is the one that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, where yeah. do I know this from? Absolutely. I feel this one. Next is the Showcase Midnight Hunt. So the black and white treatment that was on a lot of the basic lands, in, or that rather that cycle of basic lands in Midnight Hunt, they've done that to the original Innistrad multicolored utility lands so moorland haunt vault of the archangel nephalia drown yard desolate lighthouse stenzia blood hall grim backwoods kessig wolf run slayer's stronghold gavany township and alchemist's refuge and if you like this style from midnight hunt seems like you will probably like these very much and if you're off it you probably won't like this very much yeah they're fine <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
I, I, these ones provoke no strong feelings in me one way or another. Generally, I think I dig these, but I'm not like clamoring for them, but I, I did, I dig them. Mm -hmm. I think you said it. It's like, if you really like those basic lands, you're going to really like these. It's like more from that same catalog, but it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember vaguely feeling like Desolate Lighthouse should have been playable and Moreland Haunt was absolutely a thing in standard. Vault of the Archangel? Does that do anything still? It gets a bit of play in Commander. Same with Loot House. Loot House is pretty good in Canadian Highlander. Slayer's Stronghold gets played in Modern. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it makes your primeval titan have haste. Yeah. I mean, and I suppose you still just die to Wolfrun. Yeah, it's possible. Wolfrun, you know, Wolfrun probably has some uses too. Next is a secret lair collection called Read the Fine Print. It's very, this is, it's just very clean. It's five cards it's liliana's contract and the four demons with whom liliana made the contract they all have new art styles by the artist ziuk it's all capitals z-i-u-k i'm unfamiliar with their work this is the first stuff they've done with magic but it's all using black and gold with some occasional small purple accents as a spot color and it's very cool looking so yeah, it's Liliana's Contract, Demon Lord Belzenlock, Grizzlebrand, Cothafed Soul Hoarder, and Razaketh the Foul-Blooded. And you can get this one in regular foil or... Or sorry, in by regular I mean non-foil. You can get it in non-foil or foil or etched foil. Anybody other than Grizzlebrand really seeing like high play? Nah, you're going you're gonna to be leaning on the Grizzlebrand to kind of pay for this one. Mm, fair enough. But they look fantastic. I mean, if you love demons, this is for you clearly <laughs> yep it's a whole package right liliana's contract says the beginning of your upkeep if you control four or more demons with different names you win the game so this gets you everything you need right here honestly if you're trying to build an edh deck on a budget that has a cool storyline it's all right here for 30 bucks nice next is thrilling tales of the undead this actually cameron this seems more in the realm of the pulp novels like you were talking about yeah yeah this might be more like pulp even pulp magazine yeah so these are, it's three cards uh, centering around Liliana, sort of, and they have the traditional, I'm trying to describe this for the benefit of people who are only listening. I know that this is a very visual episode, but these are a more traditional magic card frame layout, whereas the movie poster ones were full art. So these have the, the type line and the text box and the mana costs where they would be normally. But then instead of the name line of the card, and the art that that whole space is being taken up by art where the name of the card is incorporated in to look like the cover of a novel so there's grave crawler <laughs> she'll get revenge or die trying and clearly the grave crawler looking like some sort of marilyn monroe-esque zombie liliana death's majesty death is no excuse for disobedience and rise of the dark realms lock your doors they're coming home and liliana featured on Two of those, obviously. And yeah, these look fun. If you uh, need some need some Liliana or some zombie support and want to get funky with it. I like how these ones meet you halfway, too. They're not quite the, the sort of movie posters we talked about earlier, but they still have... There's some play going on with the lettering and the spacing of the title and stuff, but the purists might like this a bit more. Mm -hmm. Next is the Monster Anatomy 101 drop. It's the car... It's big. Well, not they're not all big most some of them are big and the, and goblin trash master it's it's creatures drawn in 
sort of like a diagrammatic style with like call outs of specific parts of their body. And there's like partial cutaways where you can sort of see the internals and they're, they're also very colorful. I don't know exactly what styles this is specifically trying to evoke. The color I think is more so what confuses me, I guess some kind of textbook. I, I assume so. Yeah. This isn't quite the Robert hook first microscopy kind of like diagram diagram, but mm-hmm. I, I think they're effective at what they're doing. I agree. I get a little bit of a Pokédex vibe here, no? Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's just some sort of, like, series of textbooks that are more common in the U.S. that maybe we didn't get here, and this is, like, perfectly aping those. I don't know. Anyway, the cards are Fleet Swallower, Goblin Trashmaster, Ilharg the Razebore, Protean Hulk, and Gishath Sun's Avatar. They've all got a little little call outs i did like the on protein hulk specifically one of the sort of call outs is in one of the like egg sacks on the protein hulk's back is a mysterious merfolk and i'm pretty sure that's meant to be uh what is it thalia's oracle thassa's oracle thassa's oracle i said uh, i said thalia (laughs) sorry yes thassa's oracle yeah for the protein hulk i mean thalia is inside of a lot of monsters right yeah protein hulk also has a call out for egg pump which is a unpleasant word yeah (laughs) sorry listeners that the rest of your day is going like that now yeah (laughs) really really apologize to everybody so this set for whatever reason is available in non-foil or etched foil only and it's just a curious selection of of cards and then the last one in the october super drop on secret lair is the mirrored insanity which is five it's the five artifact lands ancient den seat of the synod vault of whispers great furnace and tree of tales with new art from i'm gonna say it's pronounced dexter it's all caps dxtr and they also did the art for the sort of pixelated art for the serum visions i was going to say of the four serum visions secretly yeah yeah Yeah. and so these are all interpretations of those mirrored cards that are primarily sort of done in a mirrored style they're not it's not a perfect mirror but they they they're very very stylized they're sort of they're full art with the transparent boxes floating on top of the art in the way that some promos are done and they have sort of it's like a behind the text box is like a face of a relevant tribe from there like the ancient dan has a leon and the seat of the synod has a one of the mirrodin vidalcan and so forth they're striking i'll say that yeah i think they look pretty cool i like this art style a lot yeah these these ones grew on me probably the most out of any of the secret layers mm-hmm. also like i wonder if it's wizards saying hey dexter you're allowed to paint cards for us but they're only allowed to be from mirrodin or if dexter's like sure i'll take a commission but only if it's a card from mirrodin good position to be in yeah yeah i definitely ag- agree i think this is i i have i have also grown to like them. I, I don't know if I've grown to love them necessarily, but I mean, this is honestly what I like about doing stuff like the secret layers that it gives them the the freedom to be like, Hey, here's an art style. That's going to be really divisive. And if you like it, you can buy it. And if you don't, you super don't have to interact with it. And I, I like that secret layer allows them to do that. Cause I think that this probably more so than any, any of the other ones in this particular super drop, are going to have the the biggest these are these would probably score well on split the room is what i'm saying mm. that's a 
game from Jackbox that I realize I'm referencing it now, assuming that everybody listening knows. <laughs> hey, if you haven't been watching Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, get on that. Yeah, exactly. So that's everything in the Super Drop. And they announced all that and it was like, great. Okay, cool. So those are all the secret layers. Gotcha. But no, <laughs> there's other secret layers. So this one, this is actually interesting because our friend Amy Amazonian stumbled across this on arena there's a really entertaining clip that she tweeted where she was playing with a pool of vigorous growth the momir vig artifact essentially Mm -hmm. and rolled the dice for eight mana and got crater hoof behemoth but it had super weird art that she'd never seen before and was like what the heck is this and then went into the different art styles on arena the ones that are that that could possibly exist but not that you're allowed to you're not allowed to like buy them yet and it had these these art styles and the this crater hoof was this weird like gangly pink blob with the artist credit to lars grant west aged 52 (laughs) now lars grant west has done work for magic the gathering before we know who that is but it weird to have it credited as age 52 and she was like what is this what's going on and then there was this other art style for like a like a uh you know less expertly drawn version of the same image from kyra or kira age five and a half and it's like what is going on so this it's as it turns out this is the wizards of the coast extra life secret lair for 2021 and what they did is they got three cards so it's crater hoof behemoth mall drifter and metalwork colossus and they got kids from I believe fr- actually from the autism center at Seattle Children's Hospital to draw them and then handed those artworks to magic artists and had them do an interpretation of what the kids drew, which is I think a delightful idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. I think it, it executed quite well. Yeah. So the Mole Drifter is by Aaliyah, aged five and a half, and then Magali Villeneuve, aged forty-one. I mentioned Creative Hoof already, and then Metalwork Colossus from. Hian Tran, age six, and Chris Ron, age 36. And the Metalwork Colossus is a horrifying thing to be seeing coming your way across the Kaladesh <laughs> skyline. Uh, so yeah, these um, are, uh, yeah, I think that the the actual execution is, is pretty excellent. And as before, a whole bunch of the money from each secret lair is being donated. Now, it came up on Twitter yesterday. I do want to talk about this, that um, so traditionally, Wizards of the Coast, when they do their extra life fundraising, they support Seattle Children's Hospitals awesome in this instance the secret layer and they're doing other extra life fundraising which you know you should check out the secret layer in particular is supporting the seattle children's hospital autism center directly and there was some comments made on twitter because people noted that the seattle children's hospital autism center uses applied behavior analysis or aba therapy which is a it's yeah it's a it's a form of autism well treatment i guess we will say that many in the autism community feel is i mean problematic at best i guess i'm not in a position to uh, render a lot of comment on it because i will admit i've only done sort of cursory looking into it i i kind of found out this existed yesterday (laughs) <laughs> when I was mm-hmm. asked to like, hey, could you could you look into this? And I asked around and friends on, you know, with aut- autism spectrum disorders or on, on the spectrum somewhere were like, yeah, we don't like this. This is bad. And kind of, you know, what you can do at that point is be like, 
I, I will trust the people who have to experience this, mm-hmm. that this does not seem great. So yeah, I, I, I really love these cards and don't feel particularly enthusiastic about where my money would be going. And unfortunately it's, it's sort of, it's sort of beyond wizards. Like I think it's worth talking about and it's worth raising this with, with wizards, but it's, you know, it's, <laughs> they're not going to go, Hey, Seattle children's, we, you know, what about this? And then Seattle children's like, there, there's so much administrative inertia to overcome there that it's not like us getting in a, in a tizzy at wizards is going to somehow make the Seattle children's autism center change the way that they operate. But I think it's important to talk about because if, if, if this is as important as it seems to be to people on the spectrum, and again, I am, it's early days for my knowledge of this and, you know, apologies, I suppose for, I, I don't, there's, there's lots of things I don't know and I'm keen to learn about them. So I would like to see what wizards thinks about it is my yeah. point. I'm just saying like, I, I'm, I'm saying I'm not expecting anything to necessarily happen or change, but I, I, I want to bring it up and point a point a light at it and see, see, basically do a vibe check on all parties. Yeah. Like we're recording this on Saturday, the mm-hmm. 23rd. So as far as I could tell, like people started pointing this out on Friday and I don't know if we'll expect to see something on Monday, but I, I would, I would hope so. The concerns raised seem quite legitimate and I would hope we would get some comment on this because, you know, you definitely would think supporting a children's hospital, that seems like a thumbs up thing. The children's hospital uses this therapy, which many feel is abusive. That's a bad thing. I, yeah, all I can really admit to here is a certain level of my own ignorance, but I'm, I'm going to trust the people who have to deal with this, that yep. they don't care for it. Yeah. So 40 bucks, pretty good price for two Crater Hope behemoths and some other cards and follow along with us while we continue to learn what ABA therapy is and why the autism rights movement movement considers it child abuse. We're still learning. Yeah. There is one other secret layer. And this is, this is what I was talking about. This is infuriating that there's this website it's like Hasbro pulse, which is like where Hasbro does like special things that you can only get from Hasbro pulse. If you're like some sort of super fan, I don't, I don't understand what this website is or what its purpose is, but there's a secret layer that's on it. That's not on the secret layer website. And I think that's stupid. <laughs> Agreed. So you, you might remember in the Strixhaven mystical archives, some of the Japanese cards featured slightly anthropomorphized cats. Like there was the one for brainstorm with the cat going like, right. It was like brainstorm and I think faithless looting maybe. So it's a whole secret layer of that. So it's the same artist, Ayako Ishiguro, and it's chain lightning, generous gift with the cat disguised as a rear, rear freaky elephant, Kodama's reach and the heirloom blade. And it's available in foil or non-foil, but only on Hasbro Pulse. And only this weekend while we're recording. So by the time you've heard of this, you will have missed it. And I don't know how else you would have heard of this because I don't know. I didn't see it advertised through like Wizards Twitter, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's where I'm used to seeing things. I stumbled across it because, well, so I saw someone. So Hasbro Pulse is like, I don't know if it's a in-person event or 
what, but this was like the big week slash weekend for like all of these things that they were releasing on this website. And I saw someone tweet about this profoundly stupid thing that they're doing where they're selling a Power Rangers action figure or model kit or whatever with extra steps. It's like they're selling an NFT, kind of. Uh. It, it's like it's this is more stupid than usual. It's <laughs> it's you you buy it's time gated and you can only get it if if you're in the US. If you buy this NFT during a period of time, then you get some Power Rangers art. Uh, but it's not a single thing because a bunch of people can buy it. So it's not like the NFTs we've been seeing where it's like only one person owns the thing. Anyone can like buy it if you buy it within that window. And then during a different window, you can redeem it for the physical toy. Uh-huh. But wait, Graham, that's not an NFT. <laughs> I, I, they seem to think it, I mean, I, I, it is in that it's on the wax blockchain, but it's like, I, I I don't know, man. It seems anyway. I saw someone tweeting about how mind-bendingly silly this was, and then I w- was like, "Oh, what's Hasbro Pulse? Wait, what's this? These are magic cards. This is a secret lair. What's it doing on this website?" And yeah, it's only available until eleven a.m. Eastern on the twenty-fourth. So it's like not even another twenty-four hours from time of, of recording. <laughs> I, Okay. Yeah. It's like, this is obviously not as like potentially harmful as the other stuff we were talking about, but this is really stupid. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I just wish they could just sell a toy instead, you know? <laughs> like how did they, do you, they've been doing that. They can do that. They have the ability to do just sell a toy. I was actually talking about the secret lair, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of bad things happening here. The fact that there was a hidden, sec- a truly secret secret lair is pretty annoying, too. The Power Rangers NFT, to me, is mind-bendingly stupid, and I will... Like, you know how sometimes you buy something, and it includes, like, a $2 donation to some cause that you care about? Like, yeah. you know, a children's hospital or whatever, you know, like, ideally. But then this is like, if they're, if they're like, okay, buy this thing, and for free we will cut down a tree in the Amazon rainforest. Like just, we'll just throw that in there at no extra cost to you. Yeah. Can I, can I buy the thing without the dead tree? It's like, no, no, of course it's included. No. Yeah. It's free. We threw it in. Why? I I will, I will not be entertaining any YouTube comments exhaustively explaining to us why we just don't understand NFTs, but it's on the Ethereum blockchain quark. Uh, (laughs) That was very good. The, the deep space nine. Hmm. Yeah. I just love Odo being like, but they just pay you. I don't understand. Anyway, if you don't know what we're referencing, just uh, look for, I don't know, DS9 NFT thing. If you care about Star Trek Deep Space Nine jokes, it's 2021. Anyway, that's all the secret layers. <laughs> yeah. More accessible and otherwise. Some good things. Some uh, Some not great things. Just some you... baffling things, if I'm honest. Yeah, like, man... Remember when you could play magic and feel good? Like, just feel like, ah, oh, I had a fun time. Wait, no. I had a good draft the other day. That was yeah, I had nice. a good draft. I'm just thinking about like, you know, remember when you were a kid and your friend would avalanche riders lock you? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were cheating. And, like, yeah, the way, the way magic was meant to be played. <laughs> the way we were. 
Today I learned that when when Cameron was 11 years old, his friend just put the echo creature back into his hand <laughs> instead of the graveyard. That's unfortunate. Was it a reading comprehension thing or did they just really want to blow up your lands? I think they wanted to win a game of Magic the Gathering. If you'd like to win a game of Magic the Gathering, head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRL. LRL. <laughs> Loading ready live now at cardkingdom.com. Sorry. Head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR and let them know we sent you as you pick up all the best cards so that you can win a game. If you're in the United States, they'll send you anything. And if you're in the rest of the world, they'll still send you any singles and older sealed product, including, you know, probably past secret layer singles. We were saying earlier that you've got to you got to do a certain thing or go to a certain shop to buy secret layer stuff. But, you know, if it's from last year, it's in the it's in the LGSs and it's in the it's in the card kingdoms, the many card kingdoms. And if you ask for a button, you'll get one that says untap, draw, whoops, upkeep or something like that. <laughs> upkeep, draw, whoops, untap. There we go. Yeah. It'll say that. We'd also like to thank everyone at patreon.com forward slash loading ready run for all that you do, uh, keeping the lights on in our various offices and homes and shared space and paying for our internet bills and uh, Cameron's coffee. So oh my coffee. Delicious. Yeah, you need that. That's right. So who else do we need to thank here, Graham? Or did you have anything else you want to add? No, I wanted to thank uh, you all at home for listening. I'm Graham and I've been joined by Nelson. Yes, I was here. And Cameron. Hello. Who I would also like to to to, to thank. Uh, Jordan, who does the audio edits on these. James, who ran the card reader and struggled with all the different formats that the secret layer images were in. And Heather, who gets the podcast online. I think I think that's everybody. Sounds right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Talk to you all next time. Next week, we should have normal set reviews. <laughs> as the Crimson Vow spoilers should be flooding in. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.